This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. The baskets are coming in bunches for Brooklyn. Stay tuned for more. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. By trading for James Harden, the Brooklyn Nets created a big three, teaming the NBA assist leader with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And while injuries have limited the trio's court time together, the Nets now have the league's most potent offense and are the betting favorite to win the East. This ABC Sports update was brought to you by Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words the Name Your Price tool to tell you that our humpback whale pub gives you options based on your budget or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive Northern Bobcat. The name your price to... <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy football podcast. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for uh, going on YouTube and checking it out. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a fun day today because Clayton Cadu is here. Do do we officially say you know your like partners and all this stuff now or no? We are we setting that? Uh, yeah, no. You just you just threw it out. You just told me I am. So I guess I mean we're, I guess I mean, we're partner. not partners. That sounds weird. <laughs> partners with the SF. <laughs> uh, you're going to see a lot of Clayton this year um, because he's a badass motherfucker and uh, he knows his stuff. And why not? Um, he's yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, Clayton, we're going to do a couple things today. Actually, we're going to do one big thing. We're going to talk about fantasy football, um, but something a little different. Uh, instead of going through their rankings and top five, blah blah blah. Or before we go into the uh, um, what is it, the way too soon rankings that everybody does. Um, if I see another article titled "Way Way Too Early Wide Receiver Rankings," I'm gonna. Uh, anyways, so we're going to go through some 
our, our flex worthy players today. I have a few. Clayton has a few. I think it'll be pretty good. Basically, people that are just outside your starting lineup. So we're assuming that you have two running backs and two wide receivers. We're assuming you have one quarterback and one tight end. So these are guys that are just right outside of that, right? So, you know, the number 13 quarterback or the number 25, 26, 27 running back, guys that you could really start thinking about that are good, decent flex plays in our mind. Um, Glenn, you want to add anything to that? No, that's pretty much it. Like you said, yeah, the two early rankings, I get it. There's no freaking football season yet. So why is everyone putting all these rankings out? I get it. I I mean, I, I did all mine as well, but let's just battle through all this stuff first. I mean, we can't really do anything until free agency hits anyways. And then I've, and then from there we can go, you know? I've always hated uh, fantasy football podcasts in the offseason, and we've always done them. And I just hate the hypotheticals. And I don't know, like, who likes that stuff? Like, who likes – Oh, well, if uh, so-and-so goes here, then the running back value will be higher, but the wide receiver value will be low. It's like, come on. Like, it's so many hypotheticals that don't mean anything. You're just listening to blabbling. Um, so uh, if you do want to listen to blabbling, I have a solo podcast coming out soon. My wife's mad at me. Um, you probably can't subscribe on iTunes or anything yet because I haven't set it up, but uh, you can subscribe on YouTube. Um, you'll find me on Twitter and uh, Twitter and Facebook, um, Mad at Me Pod at Mad at Me Pod, and of course Clayton is still doing his stuff over uh, fantasy football from up north. Um, he talks about fantasy football as a Canadian, which if you yeah, if you, like if you, we, if you think American fantasy football is fun. Uh, wait till you see how Canada does it. Yeah, we're we're putting our uh, way too early rankings out actually next episode. So if you guys want to listen. <laughs> Sorry, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just talked about that. You said you didn't want to hear that. Damn it. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun this offseason. You know, it's going to be maybe once a week type thing. You know, we're going to get for the draft next episode. Uh, you're going to hear this next Monday. We're going to have John Chapman uh, talk about some uh, rookie quarterbacks. I think that's quarterback position is, a. I think, the big rookie position. I mean, running backs can make a splash so can wide receivers, but really we're looking at the quarterbacks next week. So you want to stay tuned for that. That's going to be a fun one with uh, the big old John Chapman. Yeah. And then after that, I think the following week we'll get on with, I'll get on with Armando, I believe. And we'll talk some, by then free agency will have hit. So we'll be able to talk some uh, landing spots there. It actually sounds like we're organized right now. Well, Hey, that's what happens when you bring a Canadian on board, buddy, <laughs> make it happen. Uh, and uh, yeah, cool. So, um, I don't know. You just want to get right into it or what? Yeah. Okay. Who do you, what do you want to start with? Position. Let's, start, start, with? let's start with quarterbacks. Let's start with quarterbacks. Um, I'll go through a couple of mine. Uh, you can tell me what you think. And uh, I guess we could just start right now um, with uh, one of my guys is Ryan Tannehill. Um, he has you know, the Tennessee Titans. They move the ball. Uh, AJ Brown is not, he is not peaked. I don't think he's going to get better and better. Um, so that helps him a lot. And uh, I just, I really like the passing attack of the Titans. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good offensive line. Um, the quarterback that you can get, you know, outside of that top, you know, 12, you know, once everybody grabs their quarterbacks, you can get him, you know, if you, if you go really, really late into a draft and you get that 10th or 11th quarterback, you might be able very, very late round just to get a little, um, you know, safety net and Ryan Tannehill a little bit later. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I have him actually like in the top 10. I really, really like this uh, uh, 
this offense period. And like you said, I don't think AJ Brown has peaked. And I think you're just going to see more of a passing attack going into this year as well. Right. Cause I mean, we obviously know Derrick Henry is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're probably def- uh, like the def- uh, teams are going to try to defend that even more, which is going to open up the field more for Tannehill. And I think he's just going to be able to, uh, to, to sling it out there and he'll probably get another, I mean, Corey Davis most likely is going to be leaving. So they're probably going to add, you know, at maybe adds uh you know, a mediocre guy through free agency that uh, that'll make a difference for this team as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reach a little bit deeper though. I'm going to talk uh, Sam Darnold. I think <laughs> I'm not sure about that. If you like that take or not, but as long as he, I'm hoping he stays in, in the uh, in New York, I think that's just the spot where he's he should stay, and I think he'll succeed. I think if the Jets trade out of that number two spot, maybe go and scoop one of those wide receivers early, like get a Jamar Chase or a Jalen Waddle or pretty much any one of those top three guys, Dev- Devonta Smith. I think that is going to help Darnold. I think the new coaching staff. I think that's going to be you know Darnold's talented. You know, coming out of college. Everybody had him graded high, mm-hmm. and then he gets put on the Jets, and he gets stuck with with Gase as his coach, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he Gase has broken players left, right, and center, Darnold included, right? Yep. This is a fresh start for him. I think Robert Slade is going to be able to do his trick, and Michael Fleur are going to be able to do what they need to do in order to make this kid uh, kid who we think he should be. And I think you're going to be able to get him very, very late in drafts. So if you're in a super flex league or something like that. Try to try to load up on those. Uh, you know, as long as you have a good quarter, uh, a de- one decent quarterback, like an elite guy, a top ten guy, I think you can wait on that second quarterback and you know get all the other uh, elite players at their position before you go and scoop. Uh, and then you can get Darnold later in drafts, probably double digit rounds. I would think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so too. I mean, the Jets. A little fun fact: the Jets haven't had a four thousand yard passer since Joe Namath. Um, which is crazy. Not only that, uh, so they're they're second um, in the league with the biggest drought of a four thousand yard passer. The Bears are first. The Bears have never had a four thousand yard passer. Is that's that wild. That's a wild stat. Um, anyway, so yeah, Sam Darnold finished with only twenty two hundred passing yards last year, which is not that I mean he only played twelve games. Uh, but yeah, I I like Sam Darnold. Um, man, if you know if he can get it together and um, you know just have a couple of weapons around him. You know, yeah, I think I, mean, I like the kid. Uh, another quarterback, um, not to talk too much into quarterbacks, but Kirk Cousins has always been one of my guys to get a little bit later. Again, kind of we're kind of talking about flex worthy. Of course, you're not going to unless it's super flex, you're not going to have a quarterback. But just right outside, you know, the starter level, I think is Kirk Cousins. Um, he has weapons, right? He has uh, Jefferson, Thielen, uh, Dalvin Cook. I mean, he just, weapons all around him to succeed. So he's one guy that you're going to get late. You know, he's not as flashy as, you know, maybe somebody like Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert will probably go before him, stuff like that. Um, but I like him. Oh, pe- people have to remember, we all we care about is fantasy stats. He's right. an ideal fantasy quarterback. I like him. I had him on many teams last year. Yeah, no, like you said, not flashy. You're not going to expect, you know, like, like monster plays out of him. Mm-hmm. But... He's going to throw touchdowns. How do you not with the receiving core? Right. Yeah. Right. So um, 
I, I like that. My, I think I may have misunderstood our conversation when we were talking about this. Cause I went even deeper than Sam Darnold and I'm going to throw Cam Newton out there <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> only because <laughs> I went, I don't know why I went so deep, but anyways, but look, Newton, like he, he finished, um, although he did finish last among all the quarterbacks in pass passing yards per game. He ranked first among quarterbacks, 12 rushing touchdowns, and third with almost 600 yards rushing. His legs still work. He's still running quarterback is what you like in fantasy as well. Now, as far as this team goes, um, the Patriots had probably, without a doubt, the worst <laughs> receiving core in the league, I would think. Yeah. You know what I mean? No Edelman. Uh, they had a couple rookie tight ends that didn't do anything. They had Jacoby Myers. They had who else is there? Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry did nothing. So I mean, you can't really put that on on Newton. But now coming into this year, I think if he does stay with the Patriots, I think Belichick's going to be. I mean, they have the third most money for in salary cap. They have the third most money. They're going to go out there and they're going to they're going to get some guys. Most likely yeah. going to be weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And I think if you do that, and I think Bill Bill can keep them, uh, you're going to get this guy cheap. I think you're going to be able to uh, to use him. As long as he signs, though, that's a thing. Yeah. And now okay. I promise the, my, the rest of my guys aren't that deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to mention uh, Ryan Tannehill had just as many rushing touchdowns as Lamar Jackson. So they're basically the same player, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, same player. we're not going to talk about Lamar Jackson at 800 more yards, <laughs> them, but they had the same amount of touchdowns like, <laughs> points and points. Yeah. It's all about touchdowns. All right. Moving on to running backs. Um, we're done with the Devin Singletary as RB two, right? Like that. I don't think that's happening. Do you? No, Zach, Ma, they, they, drafted him high and i think there's a lot of hype around him going into the year just didn't get a chance to show it injuries held him down but when he was on the field i think moss was the better back period so mm-hmm. i think from from this point i think it's going to be more of a to start the year i think it's just going to be more of a committee and i think it could just stay that way to be honest with you unless yeah. somebody gets hurt i do too and that's why i think Devin singletary is a is a strong flex play you know i I don't think – I think last draft, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you got Singletary as your RB2, you were feeling pretty good. Yeah. And he seemed like a very solid RB2 at draft day. Um, this year, that's not the case. I think we're going to have to tip our expectations with Devin Singletary here. And, um, you know, f- chalk it up to, you know, of a good flex running back maybe, you know, switch around guys like DJ Chark and Singletary from week yeah. to week or something, you know, somewhere around those lines. Well, he's going to get double-digit touches most likely, right? So, I mean, right. yeah, that's what you definitely want in a, in a flex play. And if he mm-hmm. can break one, he can break one. That's huge. Yep, yep. So, yeah, my guy, one of my guys definitely de- – and yeah, I love the Bills. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think with Josh Allen there at the helm, um, who knows, you know, how good the, and how many points this team can score. And if they're given a lot of opportunity to score, uh, that's good for the running backs. So. Exactly. A guy I want to um, touch on that we both agree on. Well, by the way, you still you owe me five dollars for our bet yesterday in poker. I what bet I, again. I don't owe five dollars. Well, yeah, I bet like bet because you were going to be my guy yesterday. Five minutes after I bet John, <laughs> you blew it, and they cost me. Actually, cost me six dollars and thirty-seven cents. Actually, thank you very much. Hey, and look, I appreciate you uh, betting for. So we were all playing poker last night. We have a virtual poker night, um, and 
myself and Nick and John Chapman and uh, you, we were all in on the video chat. And uh, you said that I could outlast Nick. John said that Nick could outlast me. So you guys put a bet. I let you down bad. Um, Nick, yeah. Nick actually won the whole thing. And I got out like two hands after you bet on me. So <laughs> it, wasn't my, it wasn't my night. It wasn't. And I think I was probably three hands after you went yeah. out. So it was all good. <laughs> um, a guy that we agree on as far as uh, running backs goes, AJ Dillon, right? And that's going to, what's a little bit concerning right now is the fact that there was talk about maybe the Packers tagging Aaron Jones, which don't think that's going to happen. I think it might just have been, you know, thrown out there for the sake of it. But if AJ Dillon is the guy right now, like, I mean, if you look at, at, at rankings and stuff like that, uh, ECR, they, they have him at like quarterback thir- or running back 30. So, I mean, he, he's definitely out of your, your running back two discussion. So mm-hmm. I think if he, as long as he's the guy, he's definitely going to shoot up draft boards, come closer to the draft day. Yeah, that this is the one that he could definitely be in that RB two, a strong RB two category right now with the unknowns. Um, I think I think Dylan is right there. Um, of course, you know, with with uh, the um, Alex Jones, well, Aaron Jones, not Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only concerning thing on my on my part with it, when it does come to Dylan is his pass catching ability he hasn't been that great. That's why I do think maybe they uh, will still keep uh, they'll sign Jamal Williams and they'll Jamal Williams will be that he's not going to be that bell cow back that Aaron Jones was. But the Packers, you know, had the ninth most touches in in the last two two seasons. So uh, that's uh, that's a plus, especially like I said, especially if Dylan is the only guy there. So. Yep. Get him in, get it, get him late if you can. Yep. Um, I, yeah. I hate the Dolphins, but Miles Gaskin. Gaskin. Yeah. Okay. I said that right the first time. Yeah, you did. It sounded weird. (laughs) Um, He, uh, I mean, I don't think the Dolphins are winning anything anytime soon. I, I still think that they are just a piece of shit team that doesn't deserve to win. And I don't think they will. But, I think Gaskin is, I mean, he's, he was on a roll before, you know, he got sidelined and injured. Um, worthy flex play. Do you agree? Flex? Depending on who, depending on who comes in there. That's the thing. They're, there's talk like they could be signing a guy an elite guy like an Aaron Jones. Then what? Then Gaskin, he's not going to get any touches. Right. But if they don't sign anybody, I think Gaskin is very well could be a, a RB two. He did. He was very good last year before his injury. And they have kind of they have a little bit of depth kind of behind him as well. Like I mean, with Selvin Ahmed and stuff like that, they all showed up last year too. So yeah, I mean, I mean, if he's there and if there's nobody really competing against him, definitely, uh, definitely good flex play. Yeah. Okay. All right, all I'll right. go with uh, Raheem Mostert. I have yeah. him outside uh, my twenty-four. Just he did. De- I I wanted to put him in there because this guy's explosive. Anytime he's been on the field. Uh, since 2017, um, he's since 2017, he's only had one season where he's played 16 games. So it's durability, right? My next two guys, the reason why they're outside of my top 24 is because durability issues. So, uh, but Moser's proved he's a very talented back. He's shown his big playability, gets in the end zone. But as far as uh, where he's going, uh, you know, go going in like early drafts and stuff like that, like he's going to fall, he's going to fall out of that top 24, and. I, I I'm not personally going to reach for a guy like that, so I'll I'll take him and you know round 
what would that be? Probably seven, eight, somewhere yeah. around there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, if if he could, he's never really had 150 touches even either. So that's what's that's the concerning part. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna draft a guy an RB one and RB two, a starting running back on a team, I'm gonna expect double that in touches a year, yeah. right? You know what I mean? If I'm going to invest and, that high in a guy. And, that, and that's why he's outside the RB too. I mean, yeah. uh, a flex worthy running back. And I mean, Moster is, he's going to get like 65 yards rushing and 30 or 40 receiving yards, right? If yeah. that's the case, I mean, that's nearly a hundred total yards, give or take on a, you know, any, any given week. And you add in a touchdown here and there. And I mean, that's, that's what you want from your flex, you know, uh, you know, 70, 80 yards to get you whatever, eight points. If you're in PPR, you know, that goes up to 13 or 14 points with some receiving yards and then add the touchdown. He can be a weekly winner for you. Yeah, exactly. I just threw out a lot of numbers and I don't know if it made any sense, but <laughs> we can move on. No, you're good. It's, it's sounding good. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just saying numbers. I kind of blacked out. Um, all right, let's run into some wide receivers. Uh, you you want to go first? Sure, I'll go with the guy that I'm super high on, T. Higgins, mm-hmm. for for the Bengals. Just I love this kid. He was, you know, he's putting up wide receiver 15 numbers by week three of his rookie season, and then you see Joe Burrow go out. In the 10 games he played with Burrow, he was putting up over 12 points per game, and then finish, and he was wide receiver 26. After from weeks 11 to 17, he was only putting up um, eight. And was wide receiver 46 in that stretch. So right. my it's going to depend on it's two things here. It's going to depend on if they go, if if we find out that Burrow is going to be out for an extended amount of time, I want to see who they bring in as a quarterback because they're going to have to bring somebody in. You know, you throw a guy like a Jacoby Brissett or somebody in there that can run an offense, I'm still kind of confident that they're going to get him the ball. He immediately jumps into the wide receiver uh the the wide receiver two on this team with AJ Green most of the li- most likely even so, but if Burrow's in there, I think you're going to see him. You're going to see him pr- well inside the top twenty next year. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a pretty solid analysis. Um, the Bengals are not going to get much better as far as you know they're gonna they're gonna be playing from behind unless they make some crazy moves, which I doubt. Um, so they're gonna have to be th- you know they're gonna have to throw a lot. Joe Burrow can sling the ball. Um, you know, maybe even though he's injured, maybe given that time, given him, you know, some more time to understand the playbook and understand NFL speed and all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't play the NFL obviously, but so I don't know how that actually works without you being on the field. But I would assume that, you know, some of the stuff he's learned when he was sidelined, I think will make him even better year too. So he's going to throw the ball a lot and T Higgins is probably going to be his guy. I think did you, did you play, did you play high school football though? Uh, no, I watch a lot. I have bad knees, Clayton. I thought, I thought everybody watched. I thought everybody played football in high school. No. No. Oh, what sports did you play? Um, I played volleyball. Me too, buddy. Did you? Yeah. I think, did we go over this? I don't know if we talked about this, but yeah, yeah, no, I was, (laughs) I was a pretty bad at, look, I was in 10th grade and playing on the varsity volleyball team. Let's just say that. I was uh, I was all city in uh, in good old Edmonton here, so I really? was on TV. I was on TV. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So and then in basketball, I dominated too. Never played Dope. defense, so I always I averaged probably twenty points a game. But I was that guy that you know rushed down, <laughs> score a point, and then let the other team run up. 
Guy gets a rebound, mm-hmm. throws it to half court. Oh, there's me. Just put there up you. a nice little layup, right? That's me. <laughs> I have no problem admitting that. I'm a terrible defensive player. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, uh, you, when we go to Vegas, you need, we need to find a court and play. Let's do it. Okay. Hopefully I'll be um, in a little bit better shape, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to get in shape for sure. Um, all right. Some, uh, let's see. Uh, one guy that we agree on is Brandon, a- Brandon Ayuk, the 49ers. Yeah. Standout stud, I think. Um, Kyle Shanahan is going to use, I mean, he is a perfect wide receiver for Kyle Shanahan. So that's going to work out really well. I don't know how much we need to talk really about that, except um, he's, all around you can come out of the backfield he's i mean he can do a little bit of everything he was targeted a ton last year too so um brandon i think a thing that stands out to me too is out of the four games that they did that you saw kittle Ayuk, and debo all on the uh, all on the i want to say court now because you're just talking (laughs) about basketball uh on the field and all four of those games Ayuk had at least he either either he either scored or had at least 100 total yards so hundred yards receiving. So he's being used even when you got a target monster like Kittle on the, on the field. So yeah, moving, moving forward, I think, uh, yeah, I just want to play a big part in this offense. Yeah. I mean, obviously let's pay attention to the quarterback issue in San Francisco to really figure it out. But, um, I think just a scheme of what the 49ers going to do, they're going to find the way to, you know, put the ball in his hands and a wide receiver that can come out of the backfield is a huge plus, and so again, you know, if you're looking at a wide receiver that maybe gets 50 yards um, with a couple catches, and then on top of that, you know, maybe gets a carry or a couple screens for an easy 15 or 20 yards a pop, and those are just huge bonuses. And throwing a touchdown there, bam! Before you know it, 14 and a half points, according to my math. There you go. <laughs> Good math. Good math, buddy. <laughs> um, D- DJ Chark. I'm not letting go of him yet. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm high on Chark this year. I, I, I lo- I've always liked him. I, Chark, I drafted he, him early. He was a uh, fuck that guy a couple of times last year for me. <laughs> um, just it was it was tough. I mean, that quarterback situation was weird all season. Hopefully, they get that all figured out, and he's uh he's back to his. He has a talent, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I think I'm what I'm going to love about this offense, bring Trevor Lawrence in. We saw what James Robinson, how he dominated as an undrafted uh, rookie last year. Now I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot more stack boxes, right? You're going to see a lot more stack boxes for Robinson. And then you're going to see, you know, LaVisca and you're going to see DJ Chark and you're Lawrence is just going to be able to ball out. If he brings even half of what we saw in college, he's going to be better than what the, the Jags have had at quarterback. So. Ever. I, yeah. yeah, I I, I like their uh, – I like Chark and LaVisca both this year, so. Nice. All right. Uh, and you like uh, the Canadian Claypool. Yeah, Claypool. I just think, you know, the only thing really holding him back right now is depending what's going to be happening with Juju, right? If Juju does walk, which by the sounds of it, he's going to. I mean, I, ch- I chase money at his age right now, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean – Last year, rookie campaign, put up double-digit touchdowns, finished third on the team with targets. You know, 110 targets in his rookie year is huge, right? You saw Juju mm-hmm. with 143. Deontay Johnson's still there. He led with 155. Um, now, uh, Claypool, if Juju leaves, is going to move into that number two role. And sure, you know, you look at the vacated targets already with uh, with uh, Juju leaving, 143 more targets. So obviously, you have James Washington there too, but I just like his... 
he's kind of got a rapport with with Roethlisberger right now. So I think with mm-hmm. probably Roethlisberger's last year, I think he might rely on uh, on on Claypool a little bit again this year. Yeah, yeah, and again, I mean, this this kind of guy that could be a sneaky into the wide receiver two, right? A strong wide receiver two by midseason. Um, we'll see. You know, I mean, this team goes as Ben Roethlisberger goes. So. Uh, depending on how well he does. Hey, sh- sh- should I pull my Canadian flag out for him right now? <laughs> hey, oh. Just joking. It's Let's upside go. down. Let's, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's a last second thing there. There you go. <laughs> can you can you sing the song? Uh, sing no, not, no, not today. I'm, my my throat's a little dry. I worked okay. all day. One day. Hey, one day. Hey, you, hey, I forgot to tell you that story yesterday. What? I was excited to tell yeah, you that yeah, story. What? what? So, I drive bus obviously for a living. This guy gets on the bus yesterday. He's like, he's just high. He's going through his pants trying to find like a ticket or something. And I'm like, that's all good, man. And then he grabs this wallet. He looks in it. And then he comes up to me. He's like, oh man, somebody dropped the wallet. I'm like, okay. So I grab it and I look at it and I'm like, it's his wallet. I'm like, what? (laughs) So I get out of my seat. I walk to the back, right? I'm like, hey, bud. I'm like, is this your wallet? He's like, oh, bro, where did you find that, man? He's like, I, I dropped it somewhere. I'm like, really? Wow. He's like, oh, man. He's like, I appreciate you giving it back to me. I thought I lost it. I'm like, holy, f- how fucked up do you got to be? <laughs> it was that's wild. Funny. That's it was funny. wild. Sorry. I just, I don't know why. I just, I just thought about it right now for some odd reason. And that's... maybe it's because maybe it's the maple leaf kind of looks like, you know, a weed plant. Maybe that's what I kind of thought. <laughs> That's crazy. That yeah, is, uh, just, that's yeah. all the the things I see. I could do a whole podcast on things that I've seen on on the bus. I bet. So. <laughs> Driving with Clayton. Hey, that should be a segment. Car, ooh, <laughs> Clayton carpool, carpool to Clayton, carpool Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk tight ends real quick. Yeah, sure. What what you got? I want to go with. Uh, Adam Troutman, I think right now, obviously with Jared Cook uh, being released, Josh Hill being released, you know, third round pick out of Dane last year. Didn't see much action though. We only saw, I think he was only 17 targets or something like that. Did have a 94% catch rate though. So he's got hands. Now Jer- uh, Jared Cook and Hill both gone. I think between the two of them, they had 80 plus targets. The Saints like to use their tight end. I think you're going to see... He could he could get like a 650, 700 yard, eight touchdown season this year. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, I my guys, I'm kind of stretching a little bit. I don't know Irv Smith with the departure of Kyle uh, Kyle Rudolph. Irv Smith, the Vikings, I guess, is a guy that you could get as a really late tight end. Um, you know, if you wait nope. too, what? Nobody has faith in that guy for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. I don't know. I mean, I kind of threw out a name out there, to be honest with you. I'm not 100% confident on him. It, it, he has a little bit of a hype, and if you miss the boat on tight ends, I don't think it's a bad one to take a shot at. Him and Logan Thomas of the Washington football team. Um, you know, they're they're both going to be solid guys, I think. Um, you know, after tight end three or four, really you're throwing darts for the most part, right? I mean, you're talking about a few yards here and there. Who's going to get the cheap touchdowns is where, you know, tight end five differs from tight end 12, you know, is where are they yeah. going to get that two touchdown game? That's going to boost their, you know, fantasy points up. So somebody like Thomas, I think can do that. Logan, he was a big red zone threat for Washington. He actually led all tight ends and, uh, or didn't lead. He finished third in targets amongst tight ends last year. So that's nice. pretty, that's, that's big for, you know, for a no, pretty much a no name guy that you were drafting 
pretty much last last year. And, you right. know, it's probably going to move up a couple rounds for sure. Um, like you said, if you, if you miss the boat on the, you know, those top three, top four guys, I'm personally myself in a few leagues that I'm in, I'm a streaming tight end kind of guy. I won't reach for any of those guys. I just, Maybe that's why I don't win, but whatever. It's, I don't like it. I always see yeah. guys. So. I mean, you know, I mean, guys like I really like Robert Tanyan. I really, mm-hmm. really like him. Um, but when you're drafting, it's going to be really hard to like take him in the whatever the fifth round over, you know, your RB2 or, yeah, you know, exactly. or, or even like, you know, one of the running backs that we talked about, you know, over somebody like AJ Dillon or Mostert. That's going to be really hard to take like Robert Tanyan over Mostert, you know? Well, exactly. But, and then you look at guys like how many times did we see, Oh, I wish I remember his name from the Raiders forest, whoever their second tight end was outside of Waller. Right. Moral, right. For for something like moral, but how many times did he get a touchdown? Like, sure. If you, if you're like in the league where you're streaming tight ends, just reach for a guy that's getting, some sort if he's get if he's on the field getting snaps i'm okay just streaming a guy like that and seeing what he could do week to week if that means i can go and draft one of my my guys that are going to play and uh, produce for me weekly that's what i'm going to do mm-hmm. so another guy that i like is gerald everett going to be yeah. in free agency here he's going to probably have a pick of a few teams that he could go to and he can start he was good just was behind basically tyler higby all year right i think the rams or last few years i think the rams uh just went all in on Higby. Higby is a, a good tight end. Um, what I do like about Everett though, is his skill set. He's got a skill set kind of like a Hunter Henry, John U. Smith type. He's mm-hmm. a big bodied tight end. He can block his hands are good. Um, he caught over 66% of his uh, passes in his career. He he's dynamite. I think you're going to see a guy, depending on what happens in free agency. I think if he goes to a team, like what would be good fit would be kind of like the Patriots or something like that. Yeah. I think you're going to, I think you're nobody, he might even go undrafted to be honest with you. And if that's the case and sure, why not grab him in the, you know, bottom couple rounds. Right. Yeah, for sure. Good deal. That was a, uh... I feel like we just ran a marathon or like a sprint. I feel like we just like ran like the 40 yard dash. Yeah. We smashed that out. That was good. I I mean, how much per, how much more perfect do you want? Um, really quick be, before uh, we do let you guys go. Um, I kind of want to do an experiment and I don't know how well it's going to go. Um, but if you're listening and you're on your phone, email me contact at eat sleep fantasy com contact at eSleepFantasy.com. Just put in the subject line Clayton. Um, I so I'm looking at our numbers for the offseason, which are really good. Um, not the best, but they are really, really, actually, really kind of impressive for this time of year. Um, I'm curious to know what, how many people are actually listening. It for me, you know, I mean, because we're just like small time guys. It's really hard to understand and to fully get when you're looking at the numbers, be like, okay, that's like, that's pretty sizable. <laughs> you like, I feel like we're talking in a ballroom to a bunch of people, but you can't see them. Like I have a wall in front of me and all the people are behind the wall that I can't see, but I know the room <laughs> is filled. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So what I want to do, I just want to see if you guys, if it's possible, if you're listening, just send me an email. I would love to get, uh, you know, thousands of emails. I don't know if that's going to happen because I think most people are kind of lazy and they won't do it anyways. And that's okay. I mean, hey, that, I'm, I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do. 
Can it? Can I send you an email? Is that okay? Would that be? Yeah. yeah. Would that make your day? Number one. Yeah. And just put Clayton <laughs> in the subject line. Contact at contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. Um, and if you guys want anything in the off season, uh, we're still a podcast for the people. Um, so if you guys want anything, if you say, Hey, I want you to talk more about, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Early Cleveland, rankings, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, anything, uh, I, you know, I want to hear more about sheep, um, you know, or eggs. We'll put a show together. Yeah. Uh, we, we, got a, we got a, we got a farmer on the crew now, don't we? There you go. I, and if you want to hear more about Canada, um, I'm your you know, guy. The my first episode from Always Mad at Me podcast actually is Clayton, uh, special guest Clayton, and uh, we spend like an hour talking about Canada and polar bears and Eskimos. So if you're an Eskimo, don't listen because it'll probably offend you. Um, but it was pretty good. It was pretty fun. It was it was fun. Anyways, so if you guys want to know more about Canada, I'll talk. I'll ask any question you want to Clayton about Canada. If you guys want to know about, um, you know. Fishing, yeah, I'll talk to you about fishing all day. Um, you ever you go fishing or no? <laughs> uh I used to. No, I don't. All my buddies do. All my buddies go fishing, and they're all like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do yeah, it." Yeah, I don't know if I could touch a fish. To be honest with you, I could, are you serious? I, kind of, I got terrified as a kid, and I kind of remember it now, and I don't know. Okay. And I know, I know, my youngest will probably, my two year old would love to go fishing. Yeah. So I might, I might have to bring him out with my buddies and just don't do anything. I'll just stay back, yeah. like. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you catch a fish, you just swing the fishing pole over to your yeah. buddy and help him hook it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get rid of this, please. Thank you. Okay, let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, guys, uh, we appreciate you listening and downloading everywhere. Uh, we are more getting more and more into YouTube. So if you'd rather see uh, Clayton's pretty face. And then here, his voice, his face looks better than his voice sounds. I'll tell you that. At least you can see my face now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a little <laughs> bit of lighting. Um, so you guys can always find us on YouTube, on Twitter, at EatSleepFF. Um, Clayton directly, although he has access to our Twitter, so you can get him on at EatSleepFF. You can also get Clayton at CanadianClayFF on Twitter. And, uh, and you find us anywhere. But more importantly... Uh, make sure you email me with subject line Clayton. <laughs> um, it would be great. Seriously, it would be awesome if I got like a thousand emails. Um, but I bet you I'm gonna get like three. Come on, guys, just just spam Dale. That would be cool. I would <laughs> I would feel wanted. I'd I'd show my wife and say, "Look, we made it." Yeah. Look at all these emails we're getting. <laughs> Why are they all say Clayton on them? What the yeah. hell's going on? What do they say? I just show her the number. I show yeah. her the little red yeah. notification number. I'm like, God, all my listeners are are emailing us. This is crazy. We're super successful. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, again, appreciate you. We love you. I love you, Clayton. We'll uh, talk to you yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. With WOW Internet, your home is more than just a home. It can be your office, and also a school, and a gym, and a store, a movie theater, a bar. 
You need speed and reliability to do it all. Get super fast internet 100 for a crazy low $29.99 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get a free modem for six months. Sign up today at Huawei.com. Wow. Limited to new customers with auto pay and paperless billing. Restrictions and terms apply. Offer subject to change.